Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Rountree. Hello, and welcome back to Laser Therapy Institute's weekly podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree, and today we're going to be talking about a little bit different topic than we've covered in the past. This is going to be oral mucositis. Now, oral mucositis is a side effect of the treatments for cancer, specifically uh, cancers of the head and neck. Uh, You'll see this come up in patients that are receiving some types of chemotherapy as well as radiation. And what oral mucositis is, is it's a, a lot of very severe, at times, sores in the mouth. So uh, think about a cold sore that you or someone you know may have had, and then think about that kind of covering large amounts of the inside of the mouth, the tongue even. Um, what can happen is this can become bad enough that people are unable to consume solids and uh, even as bad enough to prevent the intake of solid or liquids. Uh, by mouth. And so for some patients, uh, estimated about 40 to 80 percent uh, going through the, uh, the treatment of cancer, they're going to encounter a, a certain grade of this oral mucositis. And this is labeled in grades one through four, uh, grade one being very mild and then grade four being that complete inability to intake solid or liquids uh, by mouth. And so the grades three and four often end up hospitalized um, and what it does is this, this isn't something that's fatal. It's just a major inconvenience, a lot of pain for the patient, um, and, and adds just one more layer of difficulty to what's already a difficult process being cancer treatment. So if you're engaged in, in oncology or if you work uh, with patients with cancer, you've probably seen this before because it's not uncommon. And so finding a, a resolution for this is actually fairly difficult. There's not really anything uh, to do other than uh, there's some uh, antiseptic mouthwashes, there are some pain medications and things like that, um, but there's not a lot that can be done for the really severe cases other than kind of waiting it out. And, and you can wait it out. However, there's a certain population that really has a hard time with this, and that is kids. Kids going through cancer treatment already are dealing with a lot of emotional um, issues, uh, and so are the families, and a severe case of oral mucositis really just makes the whole thing that much worse. Um, and, and adding to that, there's not a lot that as a provider, as a doctor, as someone treating these patients, there's not a lot you can do other than watch and wait for them to make it through this process, and that's really, really tough with kids to not be able to offer them something. So what's been investigated? in the last few years is laser therapy for the treatment of oral mucositis. I'm going to be talking to you today about a study that was done for oral mucositis. It's titled Multi-Center Randomized Double-Blind Controlled Trial to Evaluate the Efficacy of Laser Therapy for the Treatment of Severe Oral Mucositis Induced by Chemotherapy in Children. That's a long title. 
But this is top tier level research here because we have not only our, what we like to see, our randomized and double blinded controlled trial, but this is multi-center too. So this took place in multiple hospital systems in Italy using an Italian made laser, a K laser. Um, and so it's a very strong level of evidence. This was published in March of the 2018 edition of Pediatric Blood and Cancer. So to quote these guys, um, oral mucositis resolves in conjunction with the recovery of blood counts, but the pain and feeding difficulties due to severe OM frequently lead to hospitalization for pain control, fluid replacement, and nutritional support. So again, this is not something that's just going to, you know, make the patient go into a, a spiral of, of fatal issues. However, it is a complicating factor. It's just one more unpleasant side effect of having to treat cancer. And like I said at the top there, in kids, this is just that much worse for them and their families to be able to deal with. So in this study that we're talking about, um, we had over 100 subjects and uh, median age was 11.8. Uh, kids between the ages of 3 to 18. We had sham and experimental groups. And we the, these researchers focused on grades 3 and 4. So again, the grades three and four is that inability to consume solids with grade four being no solids or liquids coming in. Um, so focusing on those really severe cases and what they did is they either applied laser uh, to those patients or they used a sham device to imitate a laser therapy treatment. And what they did is they took four consecutive days and treated the patients each day, every day. It took about seven and a half minutes to do the treatment. They would do one half of the mouth and give the patients a couple minutes break and then do the other half of the mouth, working internally in the mouth. They used a K-laser with the stomatitis settings that that machine comes with. That utilizes a 660 and a 970 nanometer wavelength at a power density of about 36.8 joules per centimeter squared. So pretty high level dose. And that was one of the things that was interesting with this study is that a lot of the studies up to this point in 2018 had been done with low level lasers low power, 0.5 watts or lower, or uh, light emitting diodes, LEDs. And that's where we were seeing some level of benefit. But the treatments are a little bit longer in some cases and, and had showed kind of some mixed results. So they did the four consecutive days of treatment and then they had uh, follow-up checks on day four, day seven, and day 11. So four days of treatment, then they checked them and then follow up at the one week mark and then follow up at the 11 day mark. And what they saw is that on the seventh day, only about 6% of patients in the laser therapy group were still in that severe category, grade three or four, oral mucositis, versus 28% in the sham group. So uh, a pretty significant decrease on the day seven numbers of severe cases. Now that's not saying that it completely resolved the oral mucositis, but if you can get a patient out of that grade three, grade four, they can get back to eating and drinking on their own, which is a vast morale improvement, um, really makes the patient a lot happier and, and easier to deal with, too, for the family. Then uh, on the 11th day follow-up, only 2.1% of patients in the laser group had a grade 3 mucositis, and no patients were in the grade 4, whereas 20% of patients in the sham group still had a grade 3 or grade 4. That's, a, that's pretty significant there. Because yes, the oral mucositis was reducing on its own. 
However, you've got 11 days, and some of these patients, 10% of them actually, were still in grade four, unable to consume solids, unable to consume liquids. So that's pretty significant. And if you're talking about a five-year-old kid and their family, that is just really difficult. Plus, if you aren't really able to do much, it does make it more difficult, for one thing, for the children and parents to even stick with the care plan in some cases. If you have a tool, like laser that can become a part of something you can actively do for the patient and they're seeing results, they're moving out of that severe oral mucositis category much quicker, well there's a lot of there's a lot of psychological benefits to that too and that is just fine. There is nothing wrong with having some little bit of a morale boost for the patient and for the families that are going through this. Anything that can help out with making that process easier um, is, is going to be a, a benefit on the whole for that patient's treatment plan. So a little bit more on the details of these results. The self-reported pain was significantly reduced in, their, in this study. And eliminating the pain is the big interest, really the major interest when treating severe oral mucositis and even more relevant in children for whom pain is usually managed with analgesics and narcotics have side effects. So, uh, and that's just pulling a quote from the study there. If you can avoid further medicating these kids um, and get them through this quicker, that's going to be better. So, in conclusion, this study, quote, confirms that laser therapy is safe, feasible, and effective, and should be introduced as the standard therapy for pediatric patients affected by oral mucositis. Now, this was 2018. I'm happy to tell you that in the recent past, oral mucositis and laser therapy are now reimbursable under almost every insurance plan out there. The evidence is strong enough that insurance companies have accepted it. It's safe for the patients to have, and it will drastically improve your patient's symptoms and their compliance with the care plan. It helps to know that, they, that you're actually doing something to actively help the patient too. And this is one of the, one of the big things that I hear in um, kind of opposition to laser therapy was, well, even if it does work, um, you know, nobody will pay for it. Well, in this case, absolutely they will. You can look on uh, several insurers' websites and look into this. Oral mucositis is the one condition that you can actually plan to have reimbursed. So, what do we do with this? What do we do with this information? Well, for one thing, I, I think it should be obvious that for a condition like oral mucositis, where you don't have any real good treatment options to speed that process up to improve pain levels and get patients back to feeding again, you should be doing laser therapy for these patients. And number two, you should be billing for it and you should be getting reimbursed for it. It should just be a part of what you do with your cancer patients. Whether you're involved with oncology directly or you're doing laser therapy in general practice, you should be able to get involved with helping especially these kids get through this kind of difficult side effect of treating their cancer. And again, it's safe. We're not talking about side effects. We're not talking about uh, drug addiction problems or drug complications. And if you can improve that patient's comfort and really help them get through that process, again, you'll help with the entire treatment plan, the entire progression of that patient, and hopefully their successful resolution of what they're dealing with. So if you need help with that, if you need help to know how to get involved with helping these cancer patients out, 
if you are in oncology and you want to figure out how to incorporate this in your practice, you absolutely should be. You absolutely should be. We can help you out with that. We can make sure you get the right equipment. We can make sure that you get the right training and the right certifications to get this done and then get reimbursed, get paid for what you're doing, help those patients out. Very simple, very safe. And you know, if you're talking about a private practice model, this can be profitable too. So not only will you help those patients out um, immeasurably, really, get kids back to being able to eat again, come on, that's a big deal. But you'll also be able to make this work in a business sense for your practice. Let us know what we can do to help you. Uh, and next week, we'll be going over some more exciting research info. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.